Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. Today we're talking about business principles for female leaders. I'm hanging out with Kalina James, and we're over here going through four different tips on how you can be a better leader in business. Grab a notebook and a pen. My name is Julie Dean. We are United State of Women. What's up, Diamonds? Hey, hey. <laughs> I always want to do that. Like, <laughs> like how the men do that. <laughs> like, how do we? <laughs> I don't even know what that sounds like. But like... you know, we raise that number. <laughs> this is a really fun topic for me because, you know, as I've been growing in this space as a business owner, I've really come to identify different principles that, you know, keep me and my values aligned as a business owner. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that we have here is, you know, understanding the values and beliefs of those that you serve. Oh my goodness. That's huge, right? I think some of the greatest leaders in life understand human behavior and, and can really tap into the people to help not only just you know, what Maxwell says, right, is to create ladders for others to climb, but to also understand servant leadership. And at the heartbeat of servant leadership is really understanding people. And I know when there is a lot of things on the table, a lot of deadlines and a lot of things that are moving pieces that are just work related and you just want to, you know, press the button and be done with some of those tasks, man, the benefit of principles or the principles of a wonderful person who is a female leader in, in our industries today really understands the value of connecting to the people that they serve. Because if you can really connect with them there, you know, you not only just have someone that's willing to work for the vision, but you have someone that's invested in its success, you know, and wants to see it successful. Absolutely. I mean, you said shared last episode, you know, your love language. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about enough. And love languages is a really cool way to identify somebody's value system. And it doesn't mean in a romantic way, you can understand how somebody's love language works for them in a business environment, just like it does in a personal environment. Right, right. And it should flow the same. And it should be the same, right? If someone's love language is quality time with their partner and their family, guess what? Executive leaders, female leaders, it's a great opportunity to be aware of that and recognize that in their talent and do those things and spend opportunities. That doesn't mean you have to go to lunch with everybody, right? Quality time can be defined in so many different ways. And not everybody values quality time. Correct. There are people who value gifts. There are people who value acts, acts of service. service. That's me, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> right? There are just so many different things and it's only four of them or five of them. I'm not quite sure what the, at this moment, top of my mind, if it's four Someone's or five. Like five like, yeah. Yeah. Words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. If we can incorporate those in our connections with the people that we serve, then you are doing more than the, than the most. And it also, you know, 
allows you the opportunity to attract the people that have the values and beliefs that you want to serve. Yes, correct. I can't tell you how powerful that is and how disappointing that can be. Because if you are someone who is victim minded and always looking for the fight and always having to fight and always feeling like something is being taken from you, like who moved my cheese book, right? Then you're going to gravitate people who feel the same way. And, but if you find that you are someone who resonates and vibes at a place where, you know, you, you want to nourish those relationships and there is partnership and, you know, you're not a person that wants to fix it all. You want people to be held accountable and responsible, what they're responsible for, then you're going to find people who are going to want to shine that way and want to be trusted that way and want to demonstrate that they can work in that perspective. But you're also going to want to understand on the deeper level, their values, their reasons why, and what, again, their love language is so that you can continue to keep evolving that relationship as work continues to keep flowing. That's awesome. I agree with you. And that brings us into our next principle here, which is connect with empathy and generosity. generosity. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge because it's hard to be, you know, to have empathy, but the world is offering us an opportunity to be more um, emotionally intelligent around human behavior, around people. And it's, it, it can be evident for women who are in a C-suite to not have that empathy, right? To have built this hard exterior around themselves in order to protect themselves, or in order to make sure that they're always right and not wrong so that their reputation, their leadership isn't compromised. And I know that that can be a, an interesting dance when you do have a heart to want to be more empathetic, but you don't want to be abused or mistreated or ignored or you know, demoted or whatever the case might be. But for a woman who is in this leadership role, connecting with empathy and generosity doesn't feel like you're giving in a slave to everyone. It absolutely is is going to bounce back in a different way. You're going to get leadership and loyalty. Well, and, you know, to add to that, you had said something to the effect of, you know, wanting to stay shiny. And I think about that and it's like, how do you maintain a level of shininess while also still connecting and being empathetic with your, you know, personality to where people can still connect with you, but they also have that distance from you. Respect for you. Yeah. It's a dance between how you engage with people, when you engage with them and where you engage with them. So execs, we're not talking about going out to the bar in a club in the middle of the night, hang out to get drinks. To listen to your coworkers <laughs> cry on your shoulder about their hot mess right, life. Right, in order to spend time and connect with them. But it truly is about making sure that when you are present with them and engage with them, that it is around them and it's supporting and hearing them because we know that when people feel heard and seen, they feel loved and respected. And that in that moment is much more powerful than just hanging out with them at the evening, going to get drinks. Right. And will you have one of your favorite quotes about attention? And, you know, <sighs> I think about this quote because empathy, you know, it's a word that makes people uncomfortable because they confuse it with sympathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's very understandable, but to be sympathetic and be empathetic are two very different things. And if you want to be more empathetic, really just taking time to listen yeah. is the best gift you can give somebody yeah. no matter what their love language is you know when somebody feels heard 
you don't have to be a problem solver. You don't have to fix anything. But just taking that time to listen is one of the best gifts you can give somebody. Yeah, Simon Well, it's the quote that we, that Julie and I was just, well, the quote that Julie was just talking about it. She had mentioned we had talked about it yesterday in one of our meetings. And it's from Simon Well, and he had said, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. And I love the fact that it's the one thing that we all have, and that is the power to give someone our attention. And we don't often always on the other foot realize how rare and pure that can be because we can take it for granted, right? We can talk too much. We can be late for meetings. We can degrade and downgrade or not acknowledge and have empathy for what people are doing or not even be emotionally aware of an environment to read the room. And that is obviously a disconnect from what an executive leader would really want to experience with the people. And it's a really nice to, to kind of embody, not just embody, but just keep top of mind, keep in the top of our heart that people's attention is the purest, rarest form of generosity, and they can give it to anybody. And if you recognize that what you bring to the table can be valuable in their eye, then they'll always be wanting to connect with you and stay connected to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, remember that like genuine connections are where it is, you know, taking that time to listen, but also, you know, don't, be expecting something all the time. You know, know, if you want to be generous and you want to be empathetic, you've got to get rid of that what's in it for me attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a we, us, and our world, you guys. Even though you may live and think that you live in a me, myself, and I. And at times there is a need for a me, myself, and I and a desire to be a me and myself. How powerful would that be if you can partner the me, myself, and I protection the boundaries around what it is that you want to safeguard and attach it to something bigger about legacy and connection to the nourishment of the purposes that you have that are going to impact people's life you partner that me myself and I with that there's always going to be a we us an hour absolutely mm-hmm. but don't confuse that as a female la- leader with you know sharing your contributions with everybody either you own what you do <laughs> I did say that there is an episode that we should talk about, right, on how to, you know, talk about that, right? Because there was an episode, well, two episodes. There was an episode I talked about, like, you know, greatest leaders in life. They will share and they'll let other people take the, because we know that that's a form of generosity is when you're at a position where you're very confident about who you are and you're working with a team of elite people and they're looking, they're in the meetings and they're talking about what they're doing and how they're doing (laughs) it. And you know that that is part of the big picture of the of the of the um, cohesiveness of the game plan, be that leader. That's okay with that because oh, for sure. because you've done something to create a momentum around a team. But there is also an episode on how to keep your name on the agenda, right? <laughs> Which I think is important for women in executive roles to be able to do, so that there is always a win win in the combination of sharing the spotlight. Absolutely, absolutely, and so that brings us to our next principle. Automate more tasks to free up time. (laughs) Haven't we been talking about that? (laughs) I know, I know. So if you block out time to get ahead on things, then you won't need to take your attention away later, you know. And we were talking about planning last episode. This is one of the things that came to mind because if you don't take that step to automate things and you think you're going to get to it later, chances are later becomes never. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, for the work that you're doing, there's always opportunities to automate, you know, whether it is an onboarding process, you automate it in a way that can help reduce some of how you're involved or, you know, the repeatability of what you're doing so well, you can figure out a way to have someone else do that. Or it's about streamlining down and scaling your team to where, you know, you're onboarding other opportunities, you know, tools and digital tools to help you and support you where you don't necessarily want to do anymore. So I think that Julie, you know, is spot on, you know, I don't want to say one thing in particular. For example, if you are a professional, you're spending a lot of hours trying to clean a house and trying to take care of a family and trying to be a, a, a significant other to someone and you're working hard at the C-suite level, right? And trying to entertain your clients, guess what? You need to automate something or you need to find some processes that can come in and take some time off of your hand so that you can be more present with the time, with the areas of value that are important to you. And so if that means, you know, hiring somebody to come clean your house, then you know what? Somebody might need to come clean your house. If that means that you're gonna build a community around you of, thought leader or sisters or people in your neighborhood or your friends or your dearest people around you that can actually be a support team. You've got to build your community around you, man, to be able to help you automate things. And not to mention there are tons of tools available to people to help them automate. For example, we as Julie and I, and we haven't talked about it, but we're branching into a software company and we're really embarking on a new journey to help people in this self-improvement industry have a tool that will help them automate, that help them streamline their processes, helping them stay located in one location to run multiple businesses and programs. Because we understand that in order for you to expand more, to excel more, to scale more, you're going to want to have to scale down all of the intrusive distractions you have in your life. And we understand that so much because we are you. And so we will be launching here real soon a platform for the self-improvement industry leaders like yourself who can actually you know, opt into a subscription to reduce the digital tools that you're using to help you automate more. You heard it here first. I can't believe I said it. It was exciting. (laughs) Hush, hush. You guys have heard a little bit because you see secret. (laughs) So number four, our fourth and last principle is to don't take it personal. And I wrote down the quote from Kalina Jims herself. (laughs) (laughs) It can have everything to do with you, but it has nothing to do with you. Isn't that the truth? I know, and it stinks. Like I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Three episodes ding, ding, in a row. Ding, 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 ding. We need something to chime. And like, like, like a like. What do they call it? Like yeah. therapy. Like to snap yeah. the rubber band on my wrist to tell myself. If no. we were drinkers, everybody alcohol drinkers would be like, "You gotta shot, take shot, a drink, shot, a shot, shot, shot." Anyway. <laughs> When it comes to, you know, understanding, like, how to not take things personal, I take everything way too personal. So, (laughs) human, human, but, you know, through the growth of owning a business, I've had to understand that, you know, you've got to have some thicker skin and realize that it feels like it's personal, but, you know, it's something else, really. And nobody really gives a crap about you, so you taking it personally (laughs) is almost, like, narcissistic. (laughs) And that's the truth. And sometimes it can be, right? But for the most part, it really isn't 
ever about you. Like, how self-centered are you to think yeah. that people are really spending that much of their day trying yeah. to maliciously, like, get after you like that? And so I've had to really have a good, you know, talk with Jesus about it <laughs> and understand why I was feeling that way because, you know, really, like, at the end of the day, it, it isn't about me. And so yeah. even in this current situation of moving offices, I'm grateful that I get to, you know, go through this season of change and not let it you know, affect me personally. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. two years ago, I probably would have been stinking butthurt. Yeah. And like I told her, I was like, you know what? It, it is what it is, you know. So diamonds, what does that mean? You know, she's kind of alluded to it, but hadn't said, I'm not sure if she's ever mentioned on a podcast yet, but we're moving our podcast studio. We're moving our, our office entirely. We're moving it out of this wonderful location because um, of the restructuring of the facility. And so that has given us this chance to scale and chance to either uh, scale up to a degree that allows us, you know, some future opportunities to do more things. And so it can be, you know, you know, challenging to say the least, right? When it wasn't well, what you wanted, it's when uncomfortable, you wanted right? it uncomfortable. But sometimes I feel like how many times in life has things happened that we would have never decided for ourselves. Oh my gosh, we dedicated a whole 10 episodes to it called uh, Life's Blind Side. I know. <laughs> and and it ends up being something so magical that it's exactly what we wanted. So like I said, Diamonds, if you know me, that thing in my blind side had to happen because of what I what I do in life, what I look for in life, what I search for. It's like, of course. Why wouldn't why wouldn't why wouldn't I go through life not knowing my truth? <laughs> searching for other so people's funny. truth like oh my god like how could i not be but i'm saying here is diamonds we're transitioning and it's exciting times we'll talk to you more about the software company and we're almost there we're you know investor deep and you know design partners deep and you know partner deep and you know deep and you know, coding deep and, you know, developer deep. And so we're freaking excited and we've been sitting on a big bubble that we're going to um, do some things with. And so even though we're transitioning from this cool, beautiful, aesthetic place, we've got some other cool things on the horizon, but it's just such an inconvenience when it was something unexpected. But we can always know, as I've always said, there's always opportunities. And we can't wait to turn this mess into our message. <laughs> Because we are the message and not the messengers. <laughs> All right, diamonds. <laughs> That's our four principles for female leaders in business. That's yeah. one, understand the values and beliefs of those you serve. Two, connect with empathy and generosity. Three, automate more tasks to free up time. And last four, don't take it personal. <laughs> Until next time, diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. 
Until next time, take care.